How you doing, sport fans? This is Sports Talk with Lou, episode two. And today I got my favorite guest. He's not just my guest. He's probably going to be my co-host every single time he yeah, gets on. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Man. Give it up to Gabe, you know. All right, you know, I'm here. And um, yeah, we're going to make it happen today. And like yeah. you said, we, this eventually become a co-hosting thing. And especially, you know, we, we got we got something brewing up on my end too coming soon. So Oh, y'all yes. look out for that as well. I am excited. We'll keep y'all updated for sure. Super excited. Well, so yesterday we had UFC 247, mm-hmm. uh, Jones versus Reyes. And, you know, the crowd was, uh, you know, all over the world that watched that fight right. was kind of shocked of how the judging, one the judging uh, happened. Um, and I'm still sticking with what I said. I, I had it... Uh, Four to one. I'm crazy. I may sound crazy, but uh, you had it what three to two? Three to two, just like every sane person, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I couldn't see that fight. And for everyone who doesn't know, we're talking about the John Jones and Dominic Reyes fight. Um, that's a, a part of the people screaming blasphemies because a lot, you know, a judge had it four one Jones, and no one could see it four one to any anyone in that fight who's actually watching it. Um, and just like we were saying, or I was saying, I saw it three two Dominic. I, th- I thought he did enough. I thought he he countered enough. He was pressing enough to get those first three rounds and those last two to you know obviously right. to Jones. Um, I'm gonna stick to that too. I mean, I see some people saying like, oh, I mean, we called it out when we were watching it too. It's like, hey, he's gonna get some takedowns so he could try to even out the scorecards, and he did. Um, Jones did, and I don't know, man. I, I it just goes back to the whole philosophy i think uh if you're if you want to beat the champ you gotta beat the champ you know what i mean like you gotta beat him down yeah exactly in order to you, win. Can't, you can't leave no speculation to the judges and plus there's that judge on there um oh, dang i should have got his name before before the cast but he's getting called out by everyone because he had that four yeah. to one and there's no way that that fight was four to one to anyone man mm-hmm. yeah and uh you know what's unfortunate about this like Yes, I believe that they will run it back. Oh yeah. The only problem is that it's gonna ha- it's gonna fall into. I personally feel like it'll fall into Jones's side again because uh you know they did the rematch with Alexander Gustafson. Mm-hmm. Gustafson. Gustafson. Yeah. yeah, and now and you saw the difference in the first match between those two, right. and then in the second it wasn't even a contest. Right. And you know now Jones is gonna study that and he's going to apply what he learned from that fight. And yeah. And yeah, now I, I just I just now think it's gonna be an advantage for him. And that's that's what every good champ though is. They're just, they're gonna adapt. They're not just gonna come back with the same same technique that made yeah. it a close fight. Cause obviously you're not that's not championship mentality. If you're just gonna keep doing the same shit over and over. Um, but I think you gotta remember this is only Dominic's thirteenth thirteenth right. pro fight. So I think I mean we were, when we were watching it yesterday, it's a shame we didn't get it on on record but you know you you stop me calling out like that that left hand he was setting up he was sitting on it and he would throw it out there and then his cardio you could see him cardio was amazing exactly you could see him pacing resetting and then re-exploding again over and over and over and i I think he's gonna build off that because jones i I don't think i was used to that out of the last like three fights he had i've never seen uh anybody make jones retreat the way how dominic reyes right and I, I see some people were, were kind of discrediting the one of the knockdowns because it was like a body shot on and Jones was on one foot. I mean, I could see the I could see the valid points to that as well. But it's like at the end of the day, 
if we if we're gonna try to judge it judge the scoring objectively then you got to count it what it is you know because jones was also like two of eight for takedowns you know what i mean i mean dominic defended six of those straight up defended too it's not like he slipped off on accident or some shit like it was it was real good defense so that should count for something too if we're going to talk about the knockdown not being too legitimate then jones's takedowns weren't as legitimate if you look at yeah. it look at it ratio wise and the defense that dominic put up which i think is probably more impressive than the two that actually got got him taken down the six defenses were way more impressive yeah that once i saw him going for the takedowns i was like oh this is desperado time right. and yeah yeah he he got he got the takedowns yeah uh, impressively and i heard that they were um they're totally down to just run it back both of them dominic and jones jones said like he you know he's down to sign a contract and i think it's i think it's good for that division because finally we got yeah. someone who's making john jones look you know human because I, I mean i mean thiago santos he did he did good too but that was kind of like John Jones and a lot wanting of, to stand up the whole time. This it, time, you seen John Jones like, oh shit, I gotta start going to my ground game because I'm getting fucked up. And Dominic was like, all and, right, still not gonna help. And we saw a lot of uh, uh, a big difference in uh, the last three fights with Tiago uh, Gustafson. Uh, you know, he doesn't. Uh, well, maybe uh, exclude him, uh, Gustafson. But uh, just like he, he's not getting the KOs like mm-hmm. he used to. And obviously, we saw that yes last night with uh, Dominic Reyes. Right. Um, do you think his uh, his performance is diminishing over uh, over time? I think it's just with anyone that's tenured in any sport, they got to learn to adapt to switch from taking damage to like restricting damage for longevity wise. Right. You know? Like if you want to be a champ if you want to be at the top for the longest you're not going to go out there and just risk your body every fight just because that's what you were known for or that's what gets the people going i mean you kind of see it with like floyd mayweather you know from his early career to what made him you know 50 you know instead of him just going for knockouts and attacking he started you know retreating and he was getting shit for that but a dub is a dub i guess you right. know so um well, I, I don't think it has to do anything with jones not being able to knock people out i think it's just him playing smarter to his health and to his age and to what his body is physically um, capable of now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, um, it'll be interesting um, these next couple of months where what Jones decides to do. Right. Um, will they run it back or I don't really see anybody else in that lightweight. Yeah. Uh, heavy, heavy lightweight division. Light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Sorry. Um, that's close to Dominic Reyes. Yeah. To that level. Yeah, I think that that's the only. I mean, technically, Thiago's is number one contender, but I don't. I don't think he deserves a rematch over Dominic after how Dominic performed last. Oh last, yeah, last definitely. Night, so. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think they got to run Dominic back. And then obviously, yeah, I, if, if he gets a dub, then it's a trilogy. If he takes the L, we'll get back to, to I, the line. I definitely do not want to hear anything about him moving up to heavyweight yet. There's un- oh yeah, no. there's definitely unfinished business right now. Oh yeah, I mean obviously, yeah, that's definitely obviously. But um, yeah, I think light heavyweight conversation would have been valid if he would have ran through Dominic Reyes, but exactly. obviously that wasn't the case. And yeah, definitely. He has. If he wants to really be cleaning out the division, then you gotta, you know. And it just makes put me these wo- doubts to the side. And it just makes me wonder a little bit if he does go up, like, what kind of performance uh, will uh, will we see? Because 
you know, that's not his natural weight right. to go up there. And those are big boys yeah. with natural weight. So, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't want to hear anything about, uh, him moving up to heavyweight until he, until, you know, he finishes what, um, unfinished business down in, in the light heavyweight. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, an interesting, um, like I said, the judges and the performance, um, and kudos to Dominic Reyes. He, oh, yeah. he, he did a, he had a great performance and, uh, even Dana White, you know, after, at the, um, the presser, when it was all said and done, he had a Dominic Reyes. Right. Like I said, man, we're going to see a rematch regardless. We're probably going to see it before, before the fall or at the start of the fall. Right. So barring, you know, if the two of them get any medical suspensions, which I don't see is any big ones, at least they'll probably just have the regular medical suspensions. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, okay. Well, um, so yeah, that was, yeah, UFC 247 was this, was last night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, in future episodes, we'll, um, we'll dive into UFC 248, uh, right. Adesanya versus Romero. Mm-hmm. So we'll, yeah, too. we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that on, in a couple of weeks from now. Um, as far as that goes. I mean, we got to also shout out Valentina for oh, of course, another, yeah. another dominant 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 performance yeah. and i just feel bad i feel bad for her i think some of the commentators were saying too they feel bad for her because she's so dominant that there's really no one else for her to scrape through in that division you know what i mean like um i forgot i don't know how to pronounce her last name the contender yesterday uh chukunugan or something like yeah, that yeah. caitlin um she was number one in that division and she just got scraped through you know what i mean and she had like a freaking five inch height advantage and everything yeah and just did and just, and just made her look like an amateur so I don't know, man. We'll see. I, I'm interested to see if anyone wants to go up to fight um, Valentina from the straw weights. Like um, uh, I can never pronounce her name. The Chinese girl. Oh, that's the the current champion. Yeah, right now? yeah. Zhang Wang or something like that. So, yeah, something like that. Because I heard I heard she's trying to talk about that, but I feel like she needs to fight Tatiana or Rose or somebody like that right. first, and then talk about going up because she kind of. I think we touched on it in the last podcast. She kind of fought someone who wasn't even a worthy, a worthy um, champion to begin with, of Jessica Andrade or whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like Tatiana. If Tatiana could scrape through that current champ and then get another, you know, maybe defend one belt with yeah. Rose or something, she should go up and yeah, try da- to fight Dana, Valentina. Yeah, Dana White's gonna have to um, tell those girls like. You know, because that's a big list in the strawweight. Right. A big list. Yeah. When you compare it to all the other weights. Right, flyweights and bantam. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, I just feel bad for her because she's so dominant. Like, all right, who else are you going to feed to her that that people you are even going to want to watch because she's just treating everyone as a punching bag, as a kicking bag, you know? It's just practice to her, it looks like. Right. It's just not even a challenge. Like, he's seen her on the ground a few times yesterday. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if you were watching it with us, but I was just calling it like, man, she's... She had him in the guard. She had uh, Valentina in the guard, and you could tell it was like a non-offensive guard too. It was just like, all right, just, I got a minute to last, and let's hope that <laughs> she doesn't get out of it to fuck me up. Because eventually, <laughs> you know, in the later rounds when we saw her get TKO, that's eventually what happened. You know, they were they were grappling on the ground, and Valentina didn't fall for that guard. She just had her body cross the cross her um, uh, clavicle and just dropped in the elbow. It was like, all right, now you can't put me in the guard because I have all this body weight, and all you have is your head. You know, and bop bop bop. So. It's very impressive to see how she adapts to um, throughout the fight as well. 
Nice. So yeah, that was a uh, that was a UFC two four seven, and like I said, we'll we'll touch on um, UFC two four eight um, soon once um, for the next month. So uh, moving on, transitioning to football. So last week, Super Bowl fifty four mm-hmm. in Miami, Florida, took place, and. My score was off. Yeah, and mine was damn near dead yeah. on. I told you, bro, man. Don't <laughs> well, not, o- me. not only was my score off, my te- the team didn't even win. Uh, I mean, well, what did you expect? It's not like you got the brightest football brain, like <laughs> like your boy, obviously. But I, but yeah, I was rather impressive at, at, at my prediction as well. Cause, you know, the score was 31-20. I predicted 31-17. Obviously, a field goal off by the Niners. Um and and it looked like it came down to like what I was preaching too, as far as like one instead of focusing on the strength of both teams, which would have been obviously the Niners' defense compared to the Chiefs' offense. We've seen it flip. Like Mahomes had an average day. The pass rush was was okay for 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 the Niners, but then we've seen the flip where the Niners' offense just straight choked. They abandoned George Kittle, and then um, the Chiefs' defense came in clutch in that in that second half. Right, and um. And I think that's like exactly what I what I pointed out in the last and cast. Fucking, and the, fucking Kyle Shanahan, bro. right? Yeah, with the choke. But anyway, like I was saying t- too, with the game plan, it's like I also said, "Hey, watch the special teams because that might the sprinkle of special teams might make right. a difference." And you saw some big big returns mm-hmm. by the Chiefs too, just get them good field position and and um, yeah, that, that that's pretty. That's, it's crazy to see that, like you're saying about Kyle Shanahan, how one coach could just totally be so arrogant to a game plan that worked previously you know what i mean yeah. like, you see him before the half not call timeout when his team was like what at the 40 or something mm-hmm. and i think he had two timeouts possibly yeah and there was like 48 seconds or something and he didn't even call one he just let the clock run because terrible it was, clock cause management. It, cause, yeah because it was tied to 10 10 i'm like dude come on like if you trust your quarterback and you want to give him some confidence let him start airing it out i was watching some clips of uh george kidder kittle getting wide open he's getting frustrated because garoppolo only has like a tunnel vision on one you know the number one option on that play and he only looks at him and he's going to throw it regardless and um i don't know it's just it's crazy to see a team that was so dominant just totally fold and fold at the time that they did fold you know like excuse me second half clutch a super bowl Mm -hmm. with the lead but like you said man we've seen it before with kyle shanahan i don't know if that's just something he has internally that he has to deal with like all right this is the way i I coach this my game plan i'm not abandoning it and then it takes two Super Bowl chokes, and he's still not getting it. So I don't know, man. We'll see. I honestly believe. Uh, you think he'll ever go back again? The Super Bowl? Yeah. No, nah, dude. Now, yeah. not as long as the Seahawks is. As long as we have Pete Carroll and the, the way we we're trending back up, I don't think so, man. And plus, we can't. I mean, I know the Rams are always there, blah blah blah. But I feel like they're on the down slope. But you got to remember, like the Cardinals are on the up slope. They have another good batch of draft picks slotted they have a lot of young talent on that team themselves and i'm interested in what kingsbury does in arizona right i mean look at him he drafted kyler and yeah. a lot of people th- probably think he shouldn't have been one and obviously rookie of the year over three thousand passing yards all right i'm damn just, near no receivers i'm just curious how 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 far he can elevate that team because i watched i watched a, f- a few of his games when he was with uh texas am yeah mm-hmm. 
and I wasn't really too impressed. You know, they didn't really make it that far well, in their season. Right, but with Cliff, I think what you got to remember is like he's a quarterback guru because I believe he coached Mahomes, Baker when he was at A and M for a second, and oh, Kyler. Okay. So yeah. you know, I mean, those are all three, well, two number one overall picks, one at Super Bowl and um, NFL MVP. You know what I mean? So. Just because his standings doesn't finish the, the best doesn't mean like and then again, you gotta look get... at Nick Saban. You yeah, know what I mean, always dominant in college ball, sucked in the NFL. His oh, players yeah. are great, but um, he never had like that really great QB himself either. You know, I think Tua is going to be his first really good quarterback that's coming out and yeah. going um, going to the NFL as a legit starter. Everyone else he's ever coached as a quarterback wise has been, you know, career backups or out of the league. And then there was one point where people were speculating uh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah, Jalen's going to be good, too. Yeah. But he's going to – I give more credit to Jalen than, than Nick because you see him go to Oklahoma and just totally, you know, crush the competition yeah. as well. And Nick Saban obviously is not on that staff, so we can't just say it was Nick Saban that's, yeah. that gave Jalen his his uh, his dues. So, but, yeah, we'll see, man. Um, but Like uh, I said, I don't think I don't think, I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to go back to the – Super Bowl anytime soon as far as coaching with the Niners and the way the division's set up right now with the Cardinals coming up and the then they gotta they gotta deal with uh, free agency yeah and players that can ask for more money like I know it's really early right now but I feel like the NFC West is gonna have three playoff teams next year and it's gonna be you know what I mean like yeah. it's gonna be us at one it's gonna be the Cardinals at two Niners will be at three I always so. look at you know it's crazy like like we well, I mean, aside from us, like everybody else in that division is like, there's like question marks, right. but they're always the teams that are, that go deep into the playoffs. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know, man. We just, I think we see. Like you see teams with like good seasons, like the Saints, right. uh, you look at the, we always talk about Cowboys, even mm-hmm. though they perform like shit, shit every year. but we always get looked down like we, like yeah. our division ain't shit right. well, as far as the the other teams go that are in the basement, yeah. but they're the ones that actually make it all the way right. to the top. And I think that's the thing too, is that, that, that kind of influence that is um, just popularity as far as team mm-hmm. branding goes yeah. too. So, I mean, you can't fault them too much. And like I said, especially if they're not too heavily invested or interested in the sport themselves, whoever these announces are, people who, who are building these lists, um, because they probably get attracted to, or they have some type of form of cognitive bias too. They're like, all right, well, I see the Cowboys all the time, so they must be, they're always on my screen. They're always on, you yeah. know, some ticker. So I got, I, exactly. So like, oh, they, they, they must be able to do something coming up. Um, only to just fall fucking flat on their face, and <laughs> Dak wants twenty million to throw fucking four picks a game and shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, we'll see, dude. Like, I'm excited for that division overall because I really think, I really think it's gonna. It'll be, be nervous, but it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, like I said, yeah. it's gonna be exciting because we're literally just gonna have, we're gonna have Russell, and then the Cardinals are literally gonna have baby Russell with Kyler. You know, yeah. so that'll be interesting. And then we're gonna see what Jimmy G is really made of this coming year, and then um. We'll probably see the Rams clean house by the end of the season, to be honest, bro, because <laughs> they got a lot of cap space tied up to, like, four players, and if they don't win 10 games and make it back, you got, you got to press the panic button. <laughs> Just saying. And now, let's uh, move on. Now that uh, we've covered uh, a little bit about the Super Bowl, now we lead into free agency for mm-hmm. some of the top uh, NFL players. Right. And the first two that stand out are two quarterbacks, uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Right. Um, do you see Drew Brees retiring? Does he have one more season left in him? Yeah, he looked good, man. Him and Brady, I don't know what they do. Shout out to them as far as 
them taking care of their old ass bodies yeah. though, because because they still could sling that shit. They look healthy. Um, LeBron James, right? Of, yeah, of yeah. Football. So I think um, I think Drew Brees stays in New Orleans, plays another season. I heard. Uh, it's it's crazy to think of, but I heard they try to say that they value Taysom Hill or they see their coaching staff sources, I guess, say they um they see Taysom Hill as a franchise quarterback over Teddy Bridgewater, and which I think is fucking insane because Teddy's obviously been a franchise QB in yeah. the Vikings before before that gruesome knee injury. He was undefeated, filling in for Drew Brees, um, way more mobile as far as in the pocket goes than Taysom. So, I, I mean, if that's the route they want to take. So be it, you know what I mean. Because and he had he had a good performance in Seattle. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just overall, he was undefeated. He was five zero, five zero, or something like that then, before Breeze came back. So, if you were Sean Payton, would you have uh, kept uh, Breeze on the sideline if you knew that? Uh, nah. nah, nah, man, not the way. I mean, he is your highest. You know, he's your top guy. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's Breeze. You know, he's still gonna come out and sling for four touchdowns. Like, like Teddy did a good job, but Teddy wasn't slinging. Four yeah. or five touchdowns. He wasn't breaking any records. He was just making sure Michael Thomas got the ball. You know what I mean? So, but um, which I think is a task in itself when he's getting double coverage, which I don't think Taysom Hill is going to be able to do. So, okay. But yeah, I see Breeze staying for sure. Breeze Saints at least one more year. And if 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 it's to groom Taysom, then it's to groom Taysom. If it's to groom Teddy, it's to groom Teddy. Or it's for them to fucking tank. Then it's for them to fucking tank. But I don't see that happening. Gotcha. Okay, so our next quarterback, um, he's actually two years older than Breeze, mm-hmm. and he goes by the name of Tom Brady. All right. This one is, I've gotten more interested in this one as the offseason starts to begin more and more. At first, I didn't care. I'm like, ah, Brady's either going to retire or he's just going to stay with the Patriots. It's going to be the same old story, but I don't know, man. It seems like all the little grumblings seem to keep pointing that, okay, maybe Brady is going to move on. Or no, maybe not even Brady. Maybe the Patriots are going to move on because they seem like they were fed up with how Rob Gronkowski did his shit last year where he like retired suddenly and then all of a sudden they found out they had no tight end, you know? I don't think the Patriots want to do that with the quarterback position this year. They don't want to keep waiting for Brady to make up his mind. They're probably just going to cut it off for him. Like, hey, you're not coming back. Like, We're going to move on. Good luck somewhere else. We loved you for what you did, but... We can't take this risk of you telling us last second you're not coming back, and then yeah, because maybe like, who, who who their backup? I don't even know who their backup I is. I don't either. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> because let's just say there's a good quarterback or whatever in the draft right. that they can get their hands on, and if they wait for last minute Brady right. to make his decision, yeah. they either they're either gonna miss out on that quarterback or I think I think Brady, if he doesn't stay in New England, I think he'd be a really cool fit for the. Um, the Raiders. That's what, yeah, a lot yeah. of people are saying. That. I mean, not only just the change of scenery in Vegas and the whole new thing, but because um, I think Brady is from the Bay Area, I want to say. I'm not, I can't remember. Well, um, he, he grew up as a Niner fan. Okay, yeah, yeah. so he's, he's probably from, he's familiar with Oakland Raiders possibly then. Um, but yeah, and, and just John Gruden, his ability to re-energize old-ass players, especially old-ass QBs, you right. know what I mean? Like, he took Rich Gannon to the, to the, um, Super Bowl and uh, Rich Gannon, I think, won MVP that year. And he, yeah, he was probably like I. He was MVP of the, of the league. league. Yeah, I what believe. Mm-hmm. And Rich, that quarter, that that Super Bowl, Buccaneers and um, Raiders were like two teams with. Uh, oh no, I maybe I got I might have got a mix up. I think Gruden went from the Raiders to the Bucks, 
and coached the Bucks to the title, but yeah. he, he had Rich Gannon as MVP the year prior, possibly. Gotcha. But I just remember that Super Bowl being having the two weakest quarterbacks ever in Brad Johnson and Rich Gannon. I was just like, man, these <laughs> these coaches are doing their damn thing. Yeah. Damn, now that I think about that, we might have to pull up who was the who was the uh, the Raiders coach for that Super Bowl against the Bucks then, because I'm totally spacing on that. I want to make sure I get this right. That's crazy. That was like one of my favorite ones too, because Tampa Bay had that crazy defense, dude. Just straight mauling so everyone. Bill Callahan was the head coach. Oh for, yeah, for the Raiders. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he definitely didn't build that team, just like Gruden didn't build. Yeah. The Buccaneers. That's Tony Dungy's team. That was Tony Dungy's team. Yeah. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. I totally forgot about Callahan. Okay, that's probably why they fucking lost it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gruden knew the goddamn system. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think Brady to the Raiders would be interesting. Uh, another thing, I also the other two. I personally think the other two teams that might be um, interesting or interested, even though one of them came out and said they're not, is the Dolphins and the Chargers. Just because Chargers are moving on from Phillip Rivers, they already have an old ass. They already had an old ass QB in that system, so they won't mind bringing another one just right. to groom up whoever's next in line. And um, Miami, just because if 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 it goes down ugly with the Patriots. What better way to get back at them than, you know, to play Go in the division. division? Yeah, exactly. Just destroy them. And then that team, you know, Miami had a lot of ca- draft capital, and I think they have a decent amount of cap space now too to bring in other players. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, um, I think it'd be really interesting if he goes to the Raiders, and oh yeah, um, you know, he would help uh, from a marketing standpoint mm-hmm. um, for Vegas, and you know, it's a new era. Then if he went to San Diego, but then San Diego, you know, then he gets LA, to, my or, man. I'm LA, sorry, LA, LA, LA Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were fucking up over here. Then he would enjoy, you know, that new stadium that's coming uh, up. Yeah. Coming up. So uh, lots of possibilities for for Brady right. in whatever he feels comfortable. But I think the best option is probably go with Gruden. I think so too. Yeah, and I mean, and that's a young, that's a young team with a lot of good talent as well as far as the Raiders go, and they could pick up a good solid. Um, rookie wide receiver if they need to give him a weapon right away because um, Josh Jacobs is probably one of the top five running backs in the league now and he was only a rookie last year and and I think just to go back on the last episode we had we have to give a, a major props to Josh Jacobs because we left him off that rookie of the year list I think he should have been on there for sure too okay. if not the winner damn near number two with the, yeah. you know, the rest of the receivers we were talking about so but yeah so Brady either stays goes to division rival or one of those former um <laughs> those those displaced california teams <laughs> right on. now they uh now the third uh person behind brady is chris jones mm-hmm. the defensive tackle for the chiefs right now they're the chiefs are gonna have to deal with a lot of as far as financial like right who, who you know stays and who doesn't? And sh- I want to do. I want to give a shout out to Frank Clark. Yeah, for real. Who would have thought? I mean, the the just like this the trade and everything. It right. worked out m- mutually. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. And like, um, Frank. I love Frank. I love the way he plays. Love his attitude too, especially when he was with the Seahawks. But um, I don't. I wouldn't, especially where we're at as a team. I don't. I wouldn't be able to justify giving him the contract that they gave him. You know, yeah, for his play, especially since he. I know he showed up when it mattered, but he didn't show up for like the first half of the season. Correct. And for a team like the Seahawks, who are they need every, you know, every big performance they could get. That would have been like, 
you know, crucial, critical for us. While you, if he's on the Chiefs, you know, he has other superstars that could pick up that slack. Um, but yeah, I don't know with Chris Jones though, man. With, they, they, he seems pretty high on this list, and I think, I don't know, maybe just maybe not seeing him not play, uh, play enough or. Or what? I don't value him as high as a lot of these people do, and he's, I think it's because he's twenty six as yeah, well. So. He's probably gonna seek like the Aaron Donald, right, uh, or Sue type of money, right? And I, and I don't see him as dominant as either of them. And then I, you or got ever been or has ever been that dominant? I'd then, rather keep a Jaron Reed. Yeah, and then you got to worry about your your quarterback situation in what in a year or so, right? You gotta, so. Yeah, like I said, it, it's difficult when you win a Super Bowl because then a lot of these right. players are gonna ask all this money. Tags, yep. yeah. And I still to Price this, I still to this day look at how Seattle handled it after Super Bowl for right. mm-hmm. and keep that team intact. And then right. you saw it kind of like drift away, right? Player by player. But yeah, I think um, like you were saying, with with just keep just to touch one more time on the Kansas City Chiefs is uh, that Super Bowl hangover might be real too for some of these upcoming free agents. So like you're gonna risk giving someone who just won their first ring who's so young this fat contract to move and maybe he doesn't like the environment maybe he's not as motivated because like well i already reached the pinnacle and i already got my my guarantee so what am i playing for and then you're going to see that production drop and to add what you were just saying a a player that i still think about what you just said was like byron maxwell Mm. he got that big contract in philadelphia right. and you saw the performance and yeah they shipped him to miami and exactly and i think and you know the legion of boom you know obviously they're notorious one of the best ever probably the best ever um defensive backfield ever assembled but we got to remember like the, those corners got helped out a lot with the scheme you know those those cover twos or you got or just free roaming um with that that high coverage while uh, Cam is also helping out underneath. Like that, that helps out any of those zone corners uh, significantly. Then rather than just ju- them having to shut down a single player, or you know, like we've seen Richard getting burned with Sammy Watkins in the in the oh, Super yeah. Bowl. You know, so you know, I was talking to somebody about that, and like it, it's it's um, he's not the same player after that injury, right? And and you see the recovery, and you see how uh the performance how different it is when he when he wasn't injured like that and then when is when he's, he's fully healed again it's not the same right it's just not and um i mean I, he like i said he for sure balled out for most of the season but oh it's for, just, yeah it's just hard when you have that much speed and you don't have trustworthy safeties to help you out if you're not a true shutdown you know i mean true man to man shutdown i shouldn't say just true shutdown because obviously he'll shut down one side of the field <laughs> right well, yeah, that's that. That's just one of the uh, few, uh, you know, age um, twenty twenty free agents that uh, that me and Gabe were wanted to touch on. Um, did you have anybody else in mind that? Of course, uh, we, yeah. can, we can run through the list. Okay. Come on now. We, okay. We, we, we done. We done touched on like the people we don't even really give a shit about. Go up to my boy Clowny. He's next on the list, man. Like Clowny, I definitely Seahawks got to throw the fucking bank at him, man. Like we had zero pass rush without him. Um, he's a once in a generation type talent as well, especially if you can keep him motivated and, and on the field. Um, yeah, man, give him what he wants. Don't, as far as Seahawks goes, obviously we're Seahawks fans, so this podcast is going to be mostly with Seahawks oriented um, discussions. Don't throw any other big money, I would say, to any other um, defensive free agents mm-hmm. unless they're on the uh, they're actually on the line because I feel like 
whether it be linebackers we could groom internally or we could add some high caliber rookies at, in the defensive backfield you know what i mean right um but that line is what we need to invest in i, I feel like because for how a bunch of no names that the rest of the league would label us as far as our uh, back seven goes the front four i mean the back seven did a really good job while the front four was shit for the seahawks this year so keep clowning get someone else to pair up with them see if you um, keep Reed or or we could take the the um the Packers approach and instead of giving Clowney you know 20 22 million a year or whatever we split that into two above average pass rushers like the Packers did and they got what 20 plus sacks out of those two impressed in the Smith brothers and he's still very young so yeah you can keep him around now there was a one that was uh that caught my eye it was Derrick Henry all right where uh if you're Tennessee, you definitely want to keep this guy. Oh, you have to. He's, you have he's to. your whole offense yeah. besides AJ Brown, and and we don't know what Tannehill, which Tannehill is going to show up next year. You know what I mean? Because what are they? Because I don't even know what they're going to do with Mariota. Are they trying to keep him around one more season and you just know, get Tannehill fucked up? Spe- speaking of what you just said, like you, uh, you don't know what uh, to expect out of Tannehill. Uh, I think the only person that's proved me wrong was Mahomes. But usually, you know, when a quarter um, when a quarterback that just enters the league and nobody can uh, like predict or know what he, he's going to do in his first year, right. and then the second year they get exposed and they figure him out. Like uh, Dak Prescott, he had a right. he had a he had that one good season, and then the following years later he just got exposed. Right. So you're right. We don't know what we're going to see with uh, with Tannehill. Um, but you do, we do know, we do know that, uh, you know, if you're going to keep him, you, you make sure to sign Derrick Henry. That's uh that, that's your offense right there. Right. So, yeah, definitely. I don't think he's going anywhere. They're going to throw him the money, the bank. Um, who else is on this list? That's reasonable. Uh, Jack Conklin, man. If we, if the Seahawks could somehow get him, that'd be awesome for our front line. Oh yeah. He'd be, he'd be a solid right tackle and we could get rid of Fetty. Um, cause I like Jack. He's cool. I think he's coming off an injury though. I'm not sure. Um, but he's, he's really, really good. Um, Brian Ballou well, is a little too old. Yeah, he's old. He's got a, yeah. He's old. Um, uh, scroll back up though, man. Cause I, I like, um, there's a name that caught my eye. Keep going. Keep going. Oh yeah. Yannick. Yannick and, and Goku or something like that yeah. from, from the Jaguars. I like him too as a pass rusher. He's only 25. It's if young. he, if he doesn't command too much and we could pair him with Clowney that'd be awesome bro but like I said if Clowney just commands too much and we don't want to go that route if we get if we could somehow finesse that 20 mil or whatever it was that would have been reserved for Clowney into Yannick and signing um, Shaq Barrett from the Buccaneers I think that'd be a good move too and then we got and we have to get rid of uh, Ziggy Oh yeah, no Ziggy's yeah. gone, dude. He's, There's no way to keep him. Yeah. I mean, it was all, I think it was only a one-year contract anyway. Oh no, two years or something like that. He's got it. So we're gonna save like four million bucks letting him go. He's got it. Because the Seahawks are definitely gonna get. I think they're gonna definitely let go of, um, uh, Ansa, the tight end that never played Ed Dixon, yeah. and I think a Fetty. And I think that all those three themselves, I think, gives us another like ten plus mil or something. And then you we could think about getting rid of um. Justin Britt, if we want to, I love Britt though, but you know, I think he's commanding another almost ten million himself. I don't, I'm not sure how much of that is on the cap. So, uh, and here's another defensive tackle uh, uh, from the Seahawks that's also in the free agent is Quentin Jefferson. Yeah, well, I think Quentin's. I mean, unless he gives us a uh, quote unquote hometown discount, 
uh, to stay with the team. I think he's going to go elsewhere because someone's going to overpay him, I think. Um, probably similar to what's going to happen to Fetty. Um, yeah, I think Jefferson's gone because, especially with the D tackle list, I think it's not too deep this offseason. The interior, interior lineman goes, and he has some solid outings. But if for some reason no one wants him for uh, such a high price and he'll come back at a decent price, I'd love to see that too. Keep him, Reed, like I said, try to get Yannick with Jadavion. It would be cool. Let some of those rookies we've been drafting work in on the back end as well fill in. Now, here's an interesting one. Uh, AJ Green. Yeah. That's the thing with AJ, man. Like, we don't, I love AJ Green too, but like, we don't know what he's still capable of after not playing and coming off the same type of knee injury you were just um, giving slack to Sherman about. I mean, uh, the same type of Achilles injury as Richard Sherman you were giving him slack about. So, we don't know how he's able to cut. How can he explode again? I think he'll be fine. He's a, he's a pro, but it depends how much he's going to want for an Asian pro. So, and now here, here's a, another one that, um, that, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's kind of a, a joke to me for what he was asking, uh, uh, last year was Dak Prescott. Right. Yeah. No, man, he's tripping. I mean, but the Cowboys are known to do stupid shit like that, but I don't think they're going to give him that contract that he wants now that Mike McCarthy's at the helm. Oh you know? yeah. That, he, he doesn't play no, he doesn't play no shit. So I think either Dak goes and who knows, maybe the fucking Patriots, you know what I mean? If they if Brady gets out of there, I feel like I feel like um uh Belichick is one of those coaches who could probably get Dak in order to out, be what he, he's supposed to be or suspected to be. And then who knows, Cowboys just goes a different route, trade up in the draft or take a chance on uh Mariota or Phillip Rivers mm-hmm. for a year and bridge the next dude for um cheaper money, but definitely not worth elite money to Dak Prescott. Um, and one thing, one last thing before we move on to the next few other players. Uh, uh, what did you think about when Mike McCarthy, when Jerry Jones, like, that's that's the guy yeah, leading I, the... To be honest, man, when it comes to coaches, if if it's just internal coach, I mean, if it's just coaches from other NFL teams, I don't really feel one way or the other. It's like, all right, he's already an NFL coach. He has the experience. Um, so I don't really have any thoughts on it. It's not like they brought in... Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma and thought he was going to be, the, you know, the next Jimmy Johnson or something. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any opinions on it at all, to be honest. Because Mike McCarthy is good, and he just got stale at play calling when he was in Green Bay. Right. He, he admitted that, but now he has all these fast receivers. He has Zeke, one of the best running backs. He has the best O-line in the um, NFL now. He has a budding defense. So It just, like, blows my mind how that transition for him from, you know, you know, I still remember to this day when he won that Super Bowl in Texas, mm-hmm. and you know what? Ten years later, he's now in right. Texas, and who who would have thought? You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't read too much into those like, you know, patterns or coincidence and stuff like that because at the end of the day, the NFL is a billion, multi-billion dollar business. Yeah. I don't think they give a shit about I was like, where God, you won what. I'm you like, know? God damn it! This, uh, you know, from a Cowboys perspective, like, uh, what's his name that just got fired from Dallas? Uh, Garrett, Jason yeah. Garrett. Like, this guy's gonna be there forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm glad they finally pulled a plug on him because he was uh, just miserable. Just be hacked uh, off. Yeah, abominable <laughs> dude. Now here's another interesting quarterback on the list. Philip Rivers. Yeah, like I said, Philip. I think he's just he. I've watched a few of his games this year, and he just doesn't have the I, tenacity to win anymore, bro. I know he's probably going to deny it, but you don't you don't be down by what I think it was seven and on some of these games, really close games, and you're just lobbing it 
into the air, not giving a shit. Like you, you're not wanting to win, bro. It's Honest, obvious. Honestly, I, I his the only time his I ever saw his greatness was um back when when he made it to the AFC Championship, mm-hmm. and this was like in our high school right. um, times. And then you know, since then, he's never really um gotten better. Right. So. Yeah, no, he's definitely past his prime, and I think he's done for maybe, like I said, unless he retires, he's just going to fill out, collect another paycheck, and maybe help another young QB possibly, but definitely not going to stay in Sandy, uh, yeah. excuse me, L.A., and I don't think any team should risk giving him too much money. Him and, uh, back then, him and Ladanian Tomlinson were yeah, a great exactly. duo. Yeah, definitely. And then after that, it was, it right. wasn't the same, so... Yeah, let's move on. Hmm. Let's see who else is on this list that's notable. I don't know. I think everyone's the rest of them are just fillers to be honest, bro. Yeah. You get some good quality rotation players for sure. I mean James Winston would be interesting to see where he goes. And with his 30, Yeah, I'm, 30 I'm picks. actually I'm actually curious what he does. Um because, you know, they I think a lot was expected mm-hmm. when he came out of the draft because of what he did at uh, what Florida, Florida State, State. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't transition the same. Yeah, exactly. With the Buccaneers, and, and I, I think with Jameis, man, a, a good destination would be the Patriots. To be honest, I mean, you know, Belichick wants someone who could who could score, who could you know get the ball into the fucking end zone, and Jameis could definitely do that. He just obviously is reckless with the picks, and I feel like Belichick is the right guy to get that in order and just have him strictly focus on his strength to get those those scoring plays rather than just risking it all and getting those turnovers as well. So watch out for Jameis to New England. I'm calling it right now. Nice. <laughs> nice. What do you think of Vic Beasley? I mean, yeah, he's been underperforming. Like I said, he's another one of those players who ran his course as far as being dominant goes. And I don't know, maybe he needs to change the scenery and he'll get back to it. But for right now, I don't know. And behind him on this list, I hope we can get like some home discount, like yeah. a super, super home discount with Bruce Irvin. Yeah. That's the other thing with Brucey too. I love Brucey, man, but, uh, he, he hasn't been, you know, I guess you, you could say producing as much in the last couple of years, which is why you see him kind of getting shifted around. But if, like you said, if we get some super fat discount on him and just have him come back to play pretty much in the scenarios he, we had him originally playing in his, right. his, in his rookie contract mm-hmm. when he's just coming in on those pass rush, that'd be awesome just to, give some life to the to the team and you know obviously the 12s would love it too that 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 um that stadium will go crazy for sure yeah oh wow even well even old man larry still he's a cardinal forever is he yeah i think i think i think they said they already agreed for him to come back for another year (laughs) he's just doing these one-year contracts yeah i mean (laughs) he still got it so i don't blame him especially when you feel like you have you finally have a QB that could make something happen. Who knows? Something magical could happen. If the Niners could go from the second pick in the draft to, you know, runners up in one year. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So yeah. Those were a lot of uh, those were a lot of uh, players that that are on this list. And um, you have any other player in mind that you top of your head? Or yeah, I don't have anyone as far as free agent goes. Free I just, agents for a fellow yeah. Seahawks fan. I feel like we. To keep our eyes on Trey Flowers, see how he does on this uh, this off season, because I feel like he's gonna pull it together and uh, and and in year three, and I don't know whether it be he picks up a new training or trainer or some type of system. Die, I don't know. You know these these athletes put in so much effort on the off season that we don't see that we we just critique what they put out on paper or on Sundays. 
Um, but I feel like Trey Flyer is going to do something different where he's going to pull it together, like kind of like um, what uh, uh, Shaquille Griffin did for us, too. Right. So. Okay. Well, speaking of football, we still have more football after the Super right. Bowl. And uh, the crazy ass XFL, bro. XFL, man. But it's um, listen. Uh, let me let me give you my take on it. After watching like three quarters of it, I like the I like the the way how they're uh, the scoring system. As far as like when they score a touchdown, it's like you can score three points, two points, one points. Right. That's just pretty cool. I, I think so. And too. then, uh, did you get a chance to see the kickoffs now? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's too, pretty awesome. The fuck yeah, they just have the front lines right there with them, yeah. with one another. So you, so I think that's that's a cool concept too. Because then, the blockers, they got to be really fundamental and sound with their shit, just for the returner to even get some space to go up. You know, because that way, if your man's not doing his job as far as blocking goes on the outside, inside, right. whatever, you're fucked, and your return's going to be shit. It's really cool because the XFL, how um, the new XFL, like, we've got, you know, former NFL players in the game. Right. Uh, obviously, like, the Seattle Dragons faced Cardell Jones. Right. And, you know, I, I remember Cardell Jones back when he was with a, a Buckeye, and he won right. a title. So I'm like, the XFL yeah, cool. should be fortunate that they got, you know, a caliber guy like him right. um, in that level. But uh, um, there is a con that I didn't I didn't like about the XFL. The the I think they should scrap this part was like the media attention like they give out. Mm. Like let's just say there's a there's like fourteen se- or five seconds on the clock. You got the ball at the one yard mm. line. Your your running back fumbles it. Right. He goes you know he goes to the bench and then he's getting interviewed you know right after right. that. Like I'm the know. opposite man. I like that. I mean it's it's. You know, it's the XFL. It's supposed to be extreme, and I think that's I think that's awesome. That's that that's really extreme as far as like media coverage goes. Right. You know, that's that's about extreme as you can get. Let me get in this guy's face after he fucks up, <laughs> or even when he does something well, you know. And I think that's what we want as far as entertainment goes. We want to see what's going on in this dude's head, because you know we'll see on the sideline with no audio, usually someone fucking up, and then they're, and then that, and freaking and out. Now we get to be in his head, and you know he's like, oh, you know, this is what it is. And if you're a coach, let's say, because obviously you you know a lot more football than i do like once you're on the field um i noticed that they that they uh, that they also release the audio from the coaches mm, what the players are yeah, calling seen that. how do you feel about that i don't part? know man i mean i don't know what agreements they have as far as like are right, you got to cut it off at this portion of the play call right. or if it's if it's a lag like say it's a play call that happened you know a quarter before but they're using it currently so mm-hmm. it's, it's some irrelevant i don't know i think that gets the shaky grounds too and then being you know they're they're pretty much an alternate pro league i'm sure they have pretty um uh uh difficult concept as far as like the play calls go like in their name itself so it probably just won't be something simple something super simple just to um Something super simple just to capture on TV and then, oh, everyone's going to know what that play is. I think it's like, oh, you got to actually be at practice, know what this is called. And this, you know, is going to be like half of a paragraph. And each each other word or each other letter or color represents a different tweak to that actual play. So, like I said, man, I, I don't know, man. It just depends on how intricate their play calls are as far as naming convention goes. And I think it also goes if the production the xfl itself has an agreement to where like all right if i'm you know on my third word fourth word of this play call cut it off because 
the the good shit yeah. at the, after I, that, and they're gonna be able to know what the hell I'm calling. I remember back in the uh, back in 2001 that they they did something exactly like what we saw yesterday, and I was I mean I don't know I look at it differently. It might be, it actually might be entertaining. It'll be entertaining to see once a, a player fucks up on the field, right? Uh, and then you know what's going in their mind, especially when it comes to like um the the more i'm sure they're gonna have their playoffs and championship games i think that's when it gets real like oh yeah last, yesterday was just week one so um but the other thing with the xfl i don't know man you see like the very the gap in between between the talent levels yeah the talent, like, you yeah. have people who are damn near starters or like you know they have like nfl playing time to dudes who probably just tried out for the team and got on because there's that there's the one play i, I watch with the dc and the seattle game and it was it looked like it was just a simple ass go route um, near the end zone, and Cardell Jones just lobs it up, and the dude was wide open. And then when they showed the replay, the fucking number twenty seven on 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 the Dragons in the corner and covers. I don't know if he thought the safety was above him or what, but not only was he like getting beat off the line, but he was also like four yards to the right of the receiver. Like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? And he, and he wasn't even looking for the receiver. He was just like hoping he's near him and like giving a, sh- a weak ass like jump to the ball when he's nowhere near the ball. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Like, this is straight, you know, he's straight, <laughs> he's straight garbage. And you know, that was amateur. And I feel like I'm comfortable saying that because I feel like, Hey man, let me, give me, give me a couple of months and let me, let me try out for the XFL. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I don't know, man. I, since it's still a new league, it's going to get better. Um, the, all around as far as like you know the talent goes i think we're you're gonna see the gap get closed more and more and um it'll definitely be entertaining so yeah they got uh right now it's it's only two i mean i guess it's i guess you would consider this a conference at the right at the time being um the xfl east dc defenders new york guardians tampa bay vipers and the st louis battle hawks it's a cool it's a cool name right um, and then for the West, you got the Seattle Dragons, the L.A. Wildcats, Dallas Renegades, and the Houston Roughnecks. And <laughs> that's a Houston ass name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the it's pretty. Uh, they got ten weeks in them, which is right. You know, it's like, what's, it's like high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, high school. High school is ten weeks. And then so. you know, playoffs. The playoffs are in April, and okay. then the championship will be at the end of April. So. Nice. You know that kind of what it'll end closely around NFL draft, right. basically draft and the NBA finals will hold us over, and then it goes into preseason. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a that's a perfect um schedule for a t- that's a for a league that's trying to capture some new fans. You know. Yeah, I I I, I actually um it's it's kind of cool how they revised every, you know from what ten twenty years ago right to what it is now, and now there's more talent than what there wasn't. Well, I right. mean, there was, but it's not as high level as it is uh, in today. Yeah, exactly. And and that's a good thing you brought up, too, because I, I just noticed even from, like, when I played football, like, you know, over, not, not over, but just under 10 years ago, I just feel like the equipment, too, bro, like, any, oh, anybody yeah. could get these form-fitting cleats and nice-ass, you know, extra padding thermal, this and that, um, you know, for dirt, I like some of these outlets or some of these like TJ Maxx raw stores when my ass had to just use the gritty ass girdle and <laughs> have to drop some good money for some gloves or, you know, have to get the five finger discount for some of this shit just to even play decently. I'm like, damn. So I think that's another thing is te- the technology has caught up to, to assist some of these players to really showcase their skills a little better. So, yeah, I, um, 
I know you plan on going sometime to one of these games yeah, at bro. CenturyLink Field. I, I plan as well, and I want to see what kind of atmosphere exactly. it is um, for the Seattle we'll Dragons. We'll definitely give a review after that. Definitely. Sure, so. so, but yeah, guys, yeah, the uh, yeah the XFL started yesterday. No preseason, just week yeah. one. <laughs> Free week one, February eighth, twenty twenty. So, I, I am one. I do want to say one last thing about the XFL. Um, I do predict, uh, you know, just like when um, the Seattle Sounders came. And you saw the expansion of teams grow and grow. All right. That was that was uh, 2009. They didn't have a lot, a lot of teams, and now it's like what 20 plus teams mm. close around there right. in 2020. Um, you know the it the way how what we saw yesterday, the future could be bright for the X. Yeah, the I think so too. And and I think a lot of people are getting sick of the NFLs. Um, shit ass patriarchy and some yeah. of these like this is some, this is entertaining yeah it so, is some of these like some, inconsistent calls or shit that doesn't have to do with football and being, when, and, being overblown and when you ex- and when you expand uh, new franchises to different new cities states you know then we can they'll instead of week 10 it could be like week 16 or right or whatsoever yeah i think that we're like you said we're definitely gonna see that if they add more teams they're probably gonna obviously expand that schedule a little more too but i feel like they want it, they're, they're probably gonna have to keep it under 16 to not go into like competing with NFL preseason and yeah. NBA finals, you know, right? So maybe like 12 weeks at the most. And well, they're, yeah, they're smart three for round playoff, or they're, something. they're really smart for what they did. And you know, shout out to Vince McMahon yeah, that, for making that happen. That roided out animal, <laughs> okay. long time WWE <laughs> owner chairman, exactly. So, but yeah, and um, I do want to comment um in a few weeks from now we'll have and we'll cover that um the wilder Mm, fury matchup yeah definitely um i'm not gonna cover that um that fight i'm gonna cover that um probably next week probably next week um i do want to cover the part of the the chemistry between um between top rank and pbc uh Actually, two days ago, I heard an interview with Chris Mannix. Shout out to Chris Mannix, who does work for DAZN. Um, he had an interview with Bob Arum, who was the owner of uh, Top Rank, the 88-year-old <laughs> owner still make, matchmaking and making all the fights happen. Um, it was interesting to have him uh, do that interview because he had uh, they were talking about him and Al Heyman and how it was bad um, business between them when Pacquiao and mayweather um happened years ago and they the fact that he was um very openly um to talk about that today because they had to make that happen um them two had to collaborate for um for this fight because wilder's with pbc and fury's with top rank and um he, he there was a question that was asked that how did that how did that go? And he said it worked out um, perfect. Mm-hmm. And and do you see yourself working with Al Heyman again? And he's like, absolutely. And that kind of sets for a possibility for er- Errol Spence and uh, Terrence Crawford. So if it went well, you know, setting this fight up that's happening right. in a few weeks from now, imagine uh, if we get that fight in 2020 as well. Right. So. I, I just want to say shout out to you know to old man uh, Bob Arum and Al Heyman for you know setting that up. Yeah, man. When there's money to be made, they're gonna make sure they make it. So yeah, you know what I mean, 
That's good to see. Unless they were like, we got to make this money regardless how much I hate that guy as well. Right. That's, what, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. That's my point. So, because, you know, you could only keep putting these elite fighters with shit fighters and having it on free or shit, shitty performing pay-per-views. You know what I mean? So. But, yeah. Um, as far as that goes, yeah, I think that's kind of wraps it up unless you have anything else you want to no man cover. i hope everyone uh whoever is out there enjoying it uh listening in hopefully hopefully they're enjoying it giving us i mean giving our uh sometimes shit takes sometimes awesome takes on some of these sports shit um well, i just want to say once you know when i'm on more often I'll, we'll probably get into the nba as, as much too i'll help you out with that a little bit my my boy here doesn't really give a shit about oh, yeah. the basketball <laughs> yeah you know what i mean but uh yeah we'll sprinkle that in because you know the uh, playoffs coming around the corner here so yeah and, uh and i am gonna give a small little preview i am excited uh as well to also dive into learn from baseball mm-hmm. i am gonna have a a future guest coming up for that nice. and i'm i am excited to to actually get into that learn learn the players and and uh, good good luck with that man i hate baseball (laughs) it's a long season but you know there's certain parts that you can you can keep up in the beginning to the middle and then close to you know yeah yeah. postseason so i mean and also any listeners out there have suggestions for you they should hit you up on your facebook page sports talks with lou facebook page you know yeah of course and um also i will be putting my um yeah the facebook page and the the instagram on my um on my on the on the two platforms that i'm using so you guys can access that as well um and if you like this uh this podcast yeah give me a a subscribe uh a good rating and and just uh just you know we'll we'll put more uh more content on so. Yeah, and uh, be on the lookout for myself, Gabe Knows oh, uh, yes. podcast here soon. We'll be spamming that shit out soon. It's a more general podcast, so you can feel free to listen in and uh, get to the more personal side of what the fuck we be talking about all the damn time and all the bullshit we be doing. So I'm excited for you, bro. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, right. so that'll wrap it up. Uh, Sports talk with Lou. I'm your boy Lou. Episode two is Gabe Know, and uh, we out. Peace.